welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. Who has something for us today? Caleb. I'm going to pass it over to you. I've been thinking about this. I, I haven't haven't really had time to, to talk this out yet, so this will be the first time. It just struck me for the first time. Utah is a landlocked state. So Joe's never seen the beach. And so I'm, he saves up his money one summer while he's in BYU to go to California. But he's never seen the beach. And it just, these waves that people are hiding and all of these oiled up without shirts on these men in these tight shorts and it's just so many people. You don't know what to do with all of that. It's sort of a, an, an overload of all uh, like, what do you think this facts. is? All uh, right, uh, now I want to know what did you think that was going to get you, and I'm dying to know why you went there, and why you think that's important. What I was trying to to find was I'm trying to then explore a little more of Joe's sexuality, and because why? Because why? What do you think you no. don't have? What do you think? I mean, here's what I. I think you have invented an absolute fallacy about sexuality. I think you think that he's didn't know he was gay till he went to California and saw shirtless men on the beach. And the reason I pointed out is because nowhere in this play is there an indication that he had to discover his sexuality. I think you have invented something that is your idea of how you discover your sexuality. I think what you are not accepting as law is you are the way you're born. And you know it. And you instinctively know if that's not right. You don't need the Mormon church to tell you. You know that's not right. Around you are couples. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're trying to investigate his sexuality where I would say there's no reason to. So what you keep doing is you keep inventing scenarios that you think make sense, and they're based on nothing. They're not based on the play, and they're not based on the truth of sexual preference. I mean, the fact that you like men is like some men like women. I do not remember anybody ever saying to me, and it must have happened about the eighth grade, my God, I just saw a beautiful woman, and I've decided I'm heterosexual. It's like it does... You know, it just doesn't happen. So I think you are not looking at the facts and sorting out clearly he is a Mormon, he is a homosexual, he is married to a woman addicted to drugs, and he goes to work in an office. I mean, these are active facts. And gay Mormon is a huge one, but it's not clear exactly how that is feeding you. 
it's like he's a gay Mormon and he went on with his life and he has problems because of it. So, but you see what I mean? You're inventing a difficulty that nowhere in this play, this play is not about people who have difficulty about being gay. Those are other plays. You know, that's Tea and Sympathy. Or Children's Hour, the Lillian Hellman play about the two lesbians. I mean, you know, the only reason being gay is an issue here is because he is Mormon. But he is gay. It just so happens he's Mormon. Well, you know, Jesus... Being gay if you were Catholic is an issue. Being gay if you're, you know, all religion is oppressive. What you were building was not his problem with his sexuality. You were building, I don't know what you were building. I think you said you were building his sexual awakening or something. But I would eliminate that. I mean, really, you have to really think. No one... I mean, once in a while you hear about somebody having a sexual awakening. You know, once in a while. I don't even know anybody. I was having a hypothetical with Teo, and I said, I want to know, why won't you go to bed with Greg? Greg has been dying to go to bed with Teo. It's all he ever talks about. I said, why won't you go to bed with Greg? And Teo said, I'm not that way. I mean... You know, that's it. Teo has missed so many opportunities for happiness. So I just want to point out how happy I am we're not in a method. <laughs> no. So, but, but you see what I mean? I'm sure there are plays about that. I just can't think of any at the moment. Uh, All this gay talk. Kareem had to leave. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But the problem with this sexuality is something I can spend time on that I just, I need to be more specific. Well, I mean, but also he went on with his life. Right. It's, yeah. He has a degree, he went to law school, he has a great job. The point is, it's a problem that people go on with their lives. His problem is, okay, so what is his problem? Tell me his problem. Is that he's gay, and he knows it's wrong. Okay, that, that, and now what's his problem? Can't do anything about it. No, nowhere in this play is he trying to change it. In other words, as soon as you say he can't do anything about it, it means that in this play there have been numerous attempts to do something about it, 
and he's still gay. And then I can say he can't do anything about it. But, I mean, do you see what I mean? It's just like it's the educational system rushing to answer the question. And it's assuming something without thinking about it. I'm not saying you're wrong, but the way you answered it made me know you don't know what you're talking about. What does he say to Harper when she asks him about it? I don't think she uses the term, but she asks him about it. What does it matter? No. Why? 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 Stop! God damn it, if you don't stop answering questions so fast, I'm going to come over to your house and strangle you. What does he say? That is what he says. I know, but that's the problem. You're answering the motherfucking question. I don't want the answer to the question. I've read the fucking play. What does he say? As long as he has fought to kill it, as long as he is a good person, what difference does it make? Okay, better. Better. I mean, because what he says to Harper is, what if I fight everything? Now he has a problem. Now he has a problem because he can't stop. Does that make sense? Do you see the difference? That's that's how you have to approach it. Be clearer about the play. Be clearer what is in the play. You know, let the play tell you where to go. What is his problem? And not not some kind of like, well, if he's gay, he must have a problem and a thing. And if he's a Mormon, don't don't speculate. Because that's when you go to you. This is about a very intelligent, ambitious, in the good sense of the word, guy. Who obviously is gifted because of where he ends up. So, I mean, look at what's there and stop inventing things that aren't. I'll refer it back into uh, answering questions without thinking about it. Yes. Yes. And even when you answer the question right, you're not thinking about it, and so I'm stopping you. Because it, it's, it has to resonate. I mean, quite frankly, I've never met anyone ever who stopped having sex because they thought it was wrong. But I know it's an issue. I went out with a Mormon for a while. <clears throat> but I was kind of a whore, I have to confess. <laughs> I went out with him. It was cool. He lived at Times Square. He lived in a loft 
right above Times Square. And I remember going to his house for a New Year's Eve party and we watched the ball drop. And then, I guess we'd been out a couple of times. I hadn't seen him for years. I remember one impressive thing about him. And then I ran into him in Los Angeles and had no idea who he was. I spent my life dating very, very interesting people. And I never, I never settled down. And there you have it. I Don't Need an Acting Class is hosted and created by Milton Justice. Senior producer is me, Walker Vreeland. Director of online media is Evan Sollers. And music is by Jeffrey Keezer. The opening piece tomorrow is from his latest album, Playdate, featuring Shedrick Mitchell on organ, Ron Blake on sax, Richie Goods on bass, Ayushi Karnick and Nir Felder on guitar, and Kendrick Scott and Manyungo Jackson on drums. And what you're hearing now is M's Bedtime Blues from the same album. You can find out more about Jeffrey Keezer on his website, jeffreykeezer.com. That's Jeffrey with a G-E-O. Please uh, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It really helps us reach more people, makes a huge difference. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at I Don't Need an Acting Class. And be sure to check out our website, I don't need an acting class.com. You can see every episode we have ever released. And please continue to send your acting questions, comments, reflections to Milton. It actually helps us figure out what we're going to cover. And he'll either address your question on the podcast or he will write you an in depth email directly. So he really, you know, he takes his correspondence from listeners very seriously you can reach him at questionsformilton at gmail.com again that's questionsformilton at gmail.com thank you so much for listening and we'll see you back here next week